Hi everyone, and welcome back to Dispatches. I'm Morgan Givens, a storyteller and performer in Washington, D.C. Every two weeks, I'm going to bring you a story that explores the countless moments and connections we all share. Moments that often go untold because they might not fit who we are, who we believe ourselves to be, or where we think we're going. These stories will last no more than 15 minutes. And our story this week is called Dreams. I heard the door creak open, its sharp yawn breaking apart my slumber, slipping into the cracks of deep rest and drowsing, pulling me to the surface of wakefulness, bringing with it the patter of dog paws. A cold nose pressed to mine and I groaned, pushed my dog away, opened my eyes to find her head resting on the bed, tail slicing the air lazily, more rapidly as her amber browns locked onto me, giddy with excitement. Let my eyes slide back shut. It was Saturday, the day to sleep in, the day to pretend for just a moment that I had no worries. That responsibility had yet to clamp itself to my ankle demanding obedience, had yet to snap the chain taut against spontaneity, against change, or the hope of possibilities. I'm hungry. My fiancé's voice filtered through my thoughts, the bed dipping slightly at her weight, her laugh light, tickling my ears as she pulled the pillow I'd buried my head beneath away. Babe, come on. I grunted. I always did when woken before I was ready. Complained under my breath, though not as upset as I made myself to appear to be as I jammed one leg through my pajama pants, then another, hiking them up to my waist where they rested beneath the softness of my belly. Is this what happiness does to a person? Does it make us soft in all the ways we've guarded against? Maybe. A thought slipped lazily through my mind as I stared into a pot of bubbling grits a few minutes later. That the younger me would have believed this future a lie. To dare dream as a black trans man born in the South that I would ever have a fiancé who would sit, hand curled beneath her chin, coffee steaming below her, brow gently furrowed, tisking at the errors on the papers of her students. That there would ever be Saturdays as perfect as this, where the breeze filtered through the windows, the snap of coming fall nestled crisply in our home as though it were a guest dropping in to say hello. The dream seemed impossible. And I would have rebelled against the poison of a hoped-for normalcy that would never be mine. Would always slip away, snatched back by a societal hesitancy to accept. Couldn't bring myself to wrap my arms around a dream that would take my brittle hope. Crack it until it rained bitter shards upon my soul, acidic pieces that would burn until there was nothing left of me, until I ceased to exist. Ow! I hissed, jumped slightly, quickly wiped away bacon grease that had escaped the pan, found temporary home on my skin. Hun, you okay? Catherine glanced quickly at me moving as though to stand, concern wrapped around her words. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Lifted the bacon from the pan, dropping the still-popping pieces onto a paper towel, 
snatching my phone from the counter as it teetered on the edge, vibrating with a newly received message. Unlocked it and read. Hey Morgan, congratulations on everything you're doing. Unknown number. Ignored it. Another vibration. A longer message. I don't know who you think you are or what's wrong with you, but you shouldn't be treating me this way. I was always there for you even if you think I'm a deadbeat dad. I don't know why you don't talk to me. Felt my back straighten as the text continued. The tightening in my chest. Not with the ache of sadness that had haunted me throughout my childhood. When my father would constantly promise. 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 And never deliver. The weekends my brother and I would wait for him. The hopelessness that seized me then. Squeezing my heart black, crumpling it to ash that had no choice but to sit heavy in my gut. When I would watch my younger brother jump with excitement at every slammed car door. Every rush of footsteps up the sidewalk. Would watch him press his hands to the glass of our window and peer out. Only to see his head drop to his chest. Those hands that had pressed so eagerly outwards. Collapsing at his side in fists. The looming cloud of dejection washing over him, spilling his innocence on the streets of broken promises of a father disappeared. Knew too much of the man to be sad. Had watched him break my brother's heart far too many times. Seen him try to break my mother, too. With fists that battered like stones upon the foundation of her body, only to be followed by the trickle of excuses that flowed from him afterwards when the blood began to harden on her flesh, when he was forced to reconcile, to admit, the damage he had wrought as iron bracelets laced his wrist, when he shied away from it, refused to admit fault. It was never him, never his responsibility. Even now, he feigned ignorance, twisted history at my refusal to speak to him, as if the eleven years of silence had bloomed overnight, mushrooms on poisonous terrain. Picked up my phone. Texted him back. I don't need you. And I don't owe you shit. Blocked him. Deleted the message. I felt Catherine's hand on my back. The tension in me leeching away at her touch. The rage at his message simmering to a hot anger. Babe, what's wrong? Caught her eye. Flicked mine to the two dogs that tapped at my feet leaning against my legs. Could we maybe talk about it later? I, uh, I want to finish making breakfast. Felt her head rest against my shoulder. An impossible dream realized. Everything I needed in one place. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of Dispatches. I'll be back soon with another story for all of you. But uh, we should connect. Use hashtag DispatchesPod to let me know what you think. And follow me on Twitter at DispatchPodcast. Don't worry, I'll put it all in the liner notes for you. Until then, be well. And know that stories are all around you. This episode was written and produced by me, Morgan Gibbons, and the music was provided by Ryan 
Moodle.